like it. No one recognizes this nigga? I feel like we've sung it before, but I can't place it. Consciousness. <laughs> anyway, uh, the B sides. I think it should be in the next one. It's the A, good. yeah, the Future A. I want to welcome back Rabbi Arya Abramowitz. <laughs> I want to welcome back Rabbi Arya Abramowitz, who just filmed, finished his pilgrimage out to the, the, the Babylon. Yes. Right. How is Babylon doing these days? It's in a coma, like you said. It's in a coma. Shem Shalev Rachmanis. And he should, he should uh, continue to instill within you all the inspiration that you give to keep on waking people up and bringing them back home. Amen. 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 Boys, this, remember this farm right behind you guys. Whoever needs a safer, please don't be shy. We're starting today, Bezrat Hashem. We're starting today, Peregimel. Peregimel, chapter 3. This is very exciting. What a, what a trip. What a, what a beautiful trip. What a gorgeous journey the PSS and Rebbe is taking us on. The Rebbe is not harping off of a, a very specific uh, need that, uh, it was a conversation I had this morning with someone, is not just to, <coughs> not to, not just to stay alive, not just to survive, but to thrive. By the way, just to have a drive for life, just to have a drive for life is something very, very, very important. As you know, I've been, you know, d- pretty much... Uh, in the state of, of, of semi-mourning, I guess, this last week with the passing of our dear friend from... Um, come, clever. Come, come, come. Hey, Doug. Morning, brother. Um, just like having a pretty intense week with, this, with the loss of our friend from Nachlaot, from uh, Rib Nachman Futterman, that some of you knew, and uh, we discussing him yesterday, that I never saw a drive to be alive. 
if any of you were at the Sefer Torah that we did uh, with a friend of mine from, from uh, currently in L.A., Michael Most, he brought a Sefer Torah to our shul. We did the writing in our, in our house. Some of you were there. So Nachman, Nachman came. Nachman by then was probably 82, 83, pretty uh, progressive Parkinson's. And I found pictures of him last night, not just signing, but then putting his hands up in the air, walking down Pito Maktoret, walking down Matiti Al-Kohen, like this, the hand in the air holding a Sefer Torah. We're all, you see everyone on the side is like freaking out that any second, you know, Chas V'Shalom V'Torah, Ma Pitom. The guy had a drive for life like crazy. I got a call. As I'm dropping off the kids this morning from like local Hatzalah, it's like, yes, uh, uh, do you know so-and-so that lives in one of the buildings here in the, in the neighborhood? Like, I don't know the name and I don't know the address. I can't even place the address because the way the brill- it was brilliantly uh, mapped out here, right? Brilliant. Uh, there's a suicide call. We need, we need you to tell us who it is. I'm like, I don't... It's like Hamavdil bin Kray. It's like... It's crazy. I said, I said to my, I have no idea. It's like, no, it's okay. The, everyone's just about to be there to prevent this, but we want to know if you're the, if you're the rabbi or whatever. You have a, I, don't, I, I have no idea what it is. I never heard of these. It's one of the apartments. It's just that this, this tiny little difference between thriving and surviving. You know, it's like, I either thrive, or I either survive, or I thrive. I either kind of get by, or I have a drive for life. And this is, I feel, what the Rebbe is pushing us to have, a drive for life, a drive for spiritual life, a drive for connection. Lo stam. So, To be excited and to be a person that feels, to be a person that's excited. Now, to read, to just do Chazara. You could come to the conclusion, based on the end of Perak Bet, that if I'm not on fire, then it's not worth anything. You could come to the conclusion that if it's not hit lavut, and I only taste hit rakshut, that it's probably not worth anything, because hit lavut, being on fire, with the flames on and it's happening all the time, that's where it's at. But he's going to tell us, that may be by the tzaddikim that's like that. But by us... We're operating on a different level. We're operating on an entry level of moments of hitrakshut, and he's going to try to empower us that have moments of feeling connected, as opposed to wanting to have the whole day. We always say that our drive is to be able to have enough dots throughout the day of feeling plugged in, that eventually we can connect the dots. But if I, if I start off by saying, I'm either on or I'm off. Like, there are people that are like this, where they're like totalists. They're either on or they're off. Then, and then you really, you really got nothing. Really, you really don't have that much. So, okay, let's start Paragimel. Emor me'ata, say from now. Shelo rak Not just those that merit to be on fire. Also those that are moved, that are excited a little bit. Remember, these moments are the beginning of the revelation of a person's soul to himself. Light comes down on that. Not just light, feelings of pleasure, with holy, holy sense of excitement. That a person feels while he's davening, 
learning Torah, doing mitzvahs. Havrakat nitzotz ha'oneg, the shining, the polishing of the spark of pleasure. Such beautiful words. Polishing of the spark of pleasure. V'lahavei kodesh, and flames of fire, min chelek hagan eden shelohi. This is amazing. He's saying, guys, there's room inside. There's chairs here. There's chairs here. Come. There's another chair here. This is very important, these words. Okay, when we think of Gan Eden, let's be brutally honest. Who wants to give a little bit of a description what Gan Eden feels like to them? Like if they had to illustrate it, what's waiting for them? You seventy. Huh? You about to say seventy? I was going to say, only an idiot would think that would be a good thing. Continue. I think it's a sense of absolute euphoria from being one with Hashem. There's a oneness that'll happen. Where can that happen? You're saying, you asked what my... Right, right, and I'm following following up with the question. Where can that description take place? Here, here, or while we're alive? Well, yeah. While we're alive. I've learned that Torah outside of this also. Who wants to, who wants to uh, differ? Who wants to tie against him? I think you could taste it. You could have like moments of... Of what he describes here. But I don't think it's... Who's of the school possible. of thought that it has nothing to do with this world, that has something to do with when we get, you know, began Eden to him and Uchatam, you say, when in a Kemal Rachmim. I'll ask differently, because you're probably under the pressure to like try to sound deep right now. <laughs> it's fine. We'll, get, we'll, we'll work through that too. Who grew up thinking, Bemet, that Gan Eden has nothing to do with this world? Raise oh, your hand. You grew up thinking, I that mean, all the pleasure combined. No, 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 no. Equals a fraction Forget of pleasure. pleasure. The word Gan Eden. Azov, yeah, we're adding pleasure onto that later stage in life. It's another world. It's, it's, it's there. Let's just call it what it is. It's there. Ma. You grew up with it here. Mamash, Nachon? Nachon, like, no, either I'm crazier. I don't know anyone that was raised from a young age with the notion that Gan Eden has anything to do with here. Well, even Shammai, right? It's like Sham. Sham. There. Okay. So, Nachon, it's brought down in other Sfarim as well. You have to realize, and, and with the women's shear, we spent a lot of time on this a few years ago. In the middle of Bilvavi Mishkan Evne, it's like he stops the whole building of the Mishkan, of the, of the body, of the soul, and he's like, hold on a second. Do you, any of you think that you're going to feel anything different than the pleasure that you feel from mitzvahs down here when you get to Gan Eden? He says it like straight out. It was like a shocking <coughs> learning. He said, it's, it's somehow the Yitzhahara, the Sitra got us really good and has, and has somehow uh, conquered the world of Chinuch that explains to you that here it's just about suffering so that there you'll be in pleasure. That here... It's all about suffering, and there it's about pleasure. The Rebbe just said some words here that shoot mamish and mamish an arrow into the eyes of that notion of that statement. What did he say? Lavei kodesh. All this. Sorry, second to bottom line. This is just these words are so rough cookie. You know, they're so poetically beautiful and so rare. And they're so rare for like any Polish. Rav of the early 20th century. 
Havrakat nitzotz ha'oneg. Polishing off a spark of pleasure, v'la'avei kodesh, and some flames of holiness that you experience here, min chelek ha'gan eden shelohi. It's part of a person's <coughs> own gan eden. That means that the gan eden is not necessarily olam haba, because olam haba is definitely not here. That's literally the words olam haba, right? That means that Gan Eden has, has something to do with here. And that you're not doing anything usr, tapping into that while you're here in this world. Maybe, maybe our whole point of living here is cracking through the illusion that it's not supposed to be that. Right? That it's not supposed to be that. I don't what would know. be the definition of Gan Eden? Well, this. What he's saying. That's a feeling, but like how... If you broke it down, like... This whole... Everything he's been trying to drive us... <laughs> In this Sefer, so far, in the first two chapters, and now, it's Gan Eden would probably mean the purpose of this Sefer. Gilui Hanefesh. Your own soul being revealed to you in this world. With Simcha and with pleasure, and with fiery, passionate Avodat Hashem. Asher yargish achar arichut yamav ushnotav be'olam ha'netzach shelo. This is what you're going to be feeling after length of days and years, in your olam hanetzach, in your eternal world. Okay, that's definitely not here. That we know. Tasting Gan Eden in this world? Yes. What's olam hanetzach? What is a person's eternal world? Definitely not this world. All of us are going to, and you spoke about this the other day, Yossi, all of us are going to die. Everyone before us have died. This is like freaky, even our own children, right? They should, and and Arichut Yamim, Arichut Yamim, Briut, Akol. It should all be gesund and great, but is this the way it's worked until now? That everyone that's been alive has, been, has died? Everyone. Besides one mysterious person that we can't, we don't really know how to figure this one out, which is, which is, um, <laughs> yeah. Which is Eliyahu Novi slash Pinchas slash Nadav and Aviu, whatever that 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 Sarah Bar Asher. Yeah, the Bachina. No, he says Lo Meit, meaning he's spiritually still alive. Eliyahu Novi is he never Eliyahu Novi never really was buried. Yaakov Avinu was buried. Eliyahu Novi, it says Allah b'Seara Hashemayma. He kind of like ascended up on high to the heavens, right? But everyone else, olam ha-netzach shelahem, their world of netzach is not here. But what do we try to do? Now, open your hearts, boys, strong. Do you remember any moments in your life of absolute, absolute ecstasy that it felt like this can last forever and you'd be fine? Or that it felt like you were in a moment of forever and there was absolutely no use of substances to reach this place? Now, what happens to you? What happens to you when you become aware of it? Do you lose it? You appreciate it more. Yeah. Now, last week, last year, what we did is the Rebbe is saying you have to make a mark. <clears throat> Been here, want to come back here. Remember, the Rebbe said when you go to those places of tasting ki'ilu, a moment of netzach, like a moment of gan eden, the avoda that we have to do is to have enough holy chutzpah and say, I'm here and I want to set my, drop my pin, my ways pin, yeah? This is where I've been, 
And I always want to come back here to this place and not be scared to admit that this is what I really want. Rabbi Nachman talks about the concept of this joy, if you're in a dark place, to go back and reflect when you were in a place of joy. And that can bring you back. How do you go back? If you didn't? Consciously think about... Well, he's, he's, he's going the other way around. You have to consciously make the mark while you're in a state of joy for future moments of darkness. I had a teenager sit in the office yesterday. Broke my heart. Told me, I don't know why this is coming down a lot today. He said to me, um, I've had, he said, I said, he said, he said to me, he's on his way out of Yiddish game. So he said to me, uh, I said, why? He said, well, I had, I've been having a lot of suicidal thoughts and I'm not there anymore, but I'm still totally stuck in the depression. And it wasn't God that took me out of the suicidal thoughts. So I said, really? really? So then what was it? He said, well, there were friends, there were people that took me out of the suicide. So excited, you know, it's a kid. I'm not going to start to, you just have to, you just have to listen. You know, you don't, don't start cheshbening out. You know, Reb Nachman, don't tell him Reb Nachman says, don't tell him the PFS and Rebbe says, you just sit there like 101. Don't tell him any tires, no forts, no chassidish amaisim, nothing. But it got me thinking so deeply that if a kid like that is able to remember what took him out of that dark place and make a conscious mark. I was here and I never want to go back here because this, this is what it tasted like. It's the opposite direction of like, you know, what you're saying over here. But when, we, when, when, when the fire is on, right, there's a word to say. What, what word should be said when the fire is on and the eight lavut is on? Hineni. I'm here because I want to be here. I want to come back here. I want to. I want to always be. I'm not going to laugh. I know that this is, you know, this netzach is going to pass. Aviatar Bane has a great song called "Addicted," Machur. That's talking about addictions, and he has a, a phrase in his song. It says, "Hanetzach hazehu cholif." That's when it comes to addictions. Hanetzach hazeh. This eternity is about to pass. Hanetzach hazehu cholif, or this. This moment of ecstasy is about to fade. This moment of eternal ecstasy is about to fade. Okay. I want to say that also about highs over here. This moment of eternal ecstasy of Dveikus will momentarily pass. But if I make a mark that this is where I want, this is where I feel at home, or this is where I want to feel at home, it's much easier for me to get back there afterwards. But I have to have guts to say, Zabaychili. This even if I've been here, even if, even if this is the first time I'm here, I know this is home. I had a friend in LA, totally, completely uh, uh, non-observant secular. She told me she came to Israel. Probably it was uh, what was before birthright? Like what was the trips before birthright? Was there anything? Pilgrimage, like DUIO pilgrimage. Yeah. What was the reform movement? Uh, nifty, nifty. Nifty. I think it was that. I think it was that. So somehow she, they, maybe not because they brought her to Yerushalayim for Shabbos. Or some math something. They did? Yeah, could be. Whatever, whichever, whichever one it was, or Young Ju- What was Young Judea? One of them. This is 20, it's like 25 years ago. I don't remember which one. And she said, she walked past a shul in the old city on Friday night. She walked inside, 
She heard, and she freaked out. Why did she freak out? She starts bawling. Why did she start bawling? Why is she crying? She said she couldn't believe that for the first time in her life she felt at home and she didn't even realize she was homeless until then. This is what's called Gilui Hanefesh. Her soul, there was a moment of her own soul being revealed to her. You realize she felt at home for the first time and she wasn't even aware that she was homeless by then. It's kind of like what we say on our trips to the Ukraine, especially by Uman. You end up finding something that you weren't even aware that you were looking for. You weren't even aware something was lost. Yeah, you're sure. Yeah, so I just want to say, uh, the whole like marking it is a very, in my, in my personal experience, is a very dangerous thing. Because marking it... Like as for me is always takes the moment away, because then I spend basically the rest of the time trying to hey well how did I get here let's reverse engineer it so we can hold it for next time and it's and it's catastrophic. So what would you do with the moments like that? I would I would say stop be here and then maybe after it happens I'd be like oh, that was an important moment to get back to. Embaya, let's just say the marking happens a moment later. Right, I'm sure. with you. Yeah. you're right. Shouldn't try to take yourself out of the moment. And by uh, let, let's, let's go with what Yeshua is saying. A moment afterwards. As long as I'm setting some kind of a trail, I, I have to. I have to be in a state of opinion. Like, I have to be in a state of the process. It has to be, Nachon. Because if not, I'm just banking on hopefully I'll feel high sometimes. Like, hopefully, remember the beginning of this Sefer, it was like, people wake up in the morning... They have no idea what they're going to be feeling during the day. And the Rebbe is saying, why does it have to be like that? I could wake up in the morning and say, like, okay, I have all these, I have all these tools. <coughs> it's true that I don't know exactly what's going to be during the day. That's true. But why am I waiting the day to enslave me? I'm, I'm going to be the balabait of the day. I've had moments. I know what's good for my soul. I don't know if I'll have the koach. I need friends to help me get the koach to remind me that's where I want to be. But the day is not going to be meshabedoti. The day is not going to enslave me. I, I, I'm going to take advantage of the marks that I've been putting throughout my life. Right. Right? It's funny, we have two, the two reverse, which is like, like set right. it up. Right? Right. And then there's others, like, right? which is how can, it can also, keva can ruin a moment. Well, when you take pictures on the trip, instead of actually looking at what you're taking. It's funny, Rev Weinberger speaks about that a lot. He says, taking a picture is the most anti... uh, What what was the lesson he used once? When you take a picture and you think you're capturing a moment, you've removed yourself from the moment at that moment. And today, everything is about... uh, I tell my wife all the time, the kids constantly stop the video. We're not even going to watch it. This is the moment. Enjoy now. She listens to this. She's in. It's okay. <laughs> of course. Okay. okay, guys. How many of you have rewatched your gun videos from from? Uh, I watch yeah. my kids uh, yeah. quite often yeah. at night, and we laugh, and they love it. They love it. <laughs> you know what? This morning I found I was going through some old footage of of like our earlier days in Nachlot and everything, and so I'm finding all these pictures of memories of people that are not in this world anymore. I found a video this morning right outside of Shalom's house. I'm sure you were there, other chaver were there. Purim, uh, Purim about ten years ago because I had two 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 kids then, little very little, and they're running around and there's bubbles. Someone's throwing bubbles. 
there's like blowing bubbles all over their head. And the guy's saying, bubbles, bubbles. He sounds so gone. It was Pesach. <laughs> blowing bubbles over my daughters. And so, yeah, it is. It, it, there are moments like, like maybe it is sometimes good to... Okay. Okay, let's go back inside. Let's go back inside. I want to read the, the last line again from the, from the bottom page on Tetzayin and go into Yudzayin. You're going to feel like this, this moment of Gan Eden, Bezrat Hashem is what you're going to feel. You're going to feel that. Do you guys want sperm? Why not? Are there any more? Oh, we're out. Okay, we don't have any more Svarim left. <laughs> Last time it worked, we got eight. <laughs> eight responses. Okay. Yama v'shnota b'olam ha-netzach shelo b'shirato, t'filato, v'torato, k'sheikhsof hu elav yidbarach. Ah, when you long to be close to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, v'yavo Hashem l'ishta'asheha b'gan Eden im ha-tzadikim v'imo. We know that Gan Eden is basically this place where we say, There's going to be like this, this whole like, like circle of tzaddikim sitting around, and Hashem's going to come in just like shashua, which means like toys, like pleasure. Like, like a park is called Gan Shashuim, right? A park for kids. Gan Shashuim. Like shashua means a toy. But it means like deriving pleasure. That's what's going to be. So the Rebbe's would talk about this in the Gemara and Brachas. It says, "Olamcha tir'e bechayecha." Anyone ever hear this phrase before? "Olamcha tir'e bechayecha," which means you'll see your world in your life. How do we usually darshan that out to mean? You'll see your world in your life. Give a give a give a guess. "Olamcha tir'e bechayecha." Huh? That's the that's the drush. That's the vort. What's what's the right? What's what? How would we lechatchila look at these look at these words? That you live long enough to to see your whole world. Yeah, could be. In this right. In this world. In this world. The moment you're gonna die, your life flashes. Or that? Yeah. The moment that's like a that we know. The moment you die is all there. The way that you see your life is the way you're going to experience it. Olamcha, that's already a drush. That, that's total drush. The way, but that's a very good one. The way, say that again. The way that you see your life is the way that you will experience it. Meaning, seeing is a choice. Yafeh. That's definitely the, a, a beautiful drush. The pshat is more connected to what, uh, what, you, were, what you were saying, Yuri. But that's not what he's saying. I mean, that doesn't drush become shot when it's what the person's trying to bring out. Because he's saying when you wake up in the morning, you choose how you're going to live. The, totally what he's saying. The void that he's bringing us to is something else. Mm-hmm. He's saying something else. The Gemara is hinting to a person. What does it mean, Olamcha? Which world? Exactly. The next world. You can see in your Chayim, in this world, what it's going to be like well, in, in the real world, in the, real, in the world of Emmet. That's why for a lot of the tzaddikim, death is like a, it's a funny, cute moment of like, eh, this is nothing, like what am I, what am I basically going to? 
what am I, what reality am I, am I tapping into that I'm not aware of? Like by the real tzaddikim, uh, there's no fear at all of, of death because they, they know exactly what it's going to be like because they lived a life of tasting what, their whole life was just tasting what what's waiting for them. Olamcha, your olam, which means your olam ha'atid, your real world, which is not here, it's not, the, it's not what we see, you will see it while you're alive. You will see what's waiting for you in the next world while you're here, while you're alive. When you're high in this world, for real, and it's because of one simple thing, you've allowed yourself to open up and taste your own soul, the oneg that you feel and that you're excited from in this world, from serving as... You ever get simcha while you're building a sukkah with your children? That moment, that like, there's like one moment, right? When there's this togetherness and the simcha is over a mitzvah with your children. He's saying, like, that's a foretaste of what, what the whole olam haimet is all about. The problem of this world is that that's not always, but if that's not a good mark to remember what you sensed, I don't know what it is. Or when you see your son sing Anim's Mirot in Shul, and actually Miragesh whatever, in your case, it's see your son finish the whole Torah, right? But whatever it is, if these are the things that excite you, if these are things that excite you, you're getting a tam of Masha Olech Liyot. Right? This is, so therefore, when, so what the Rebbe is not saying, but really saying, wouldn't you do anything in the world to not show up surprised in the next world? Right? Wouldn't you do, what wouldn't you do in order to not be startled by what's going to take place where it really matters, which is Olam HaEmet, not this world? Do you understand the question? Not so much, right? Is it the fear of death, or when we say preparing or having that, is that living the life of um, not even being scared of what that will be? Who shouldn't be scared of what will be? Who's the person that shouldn't be scared at all? The one whose life is, 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 while they're here, is basically an accumulation of connecting dots. Why why, why should they be scared? I, I became a little scared when you said, well, until now, everyone has died, including, like, our, our kids, that's just what we know. But, like, the, until now, all of us have been in previous worlds and gigulin. What makes me think I'm even going to Gan Eden? Chances are most people here are coming Don't back. say it. Don't say oh, Guys. <laughs> well, well, what do you mean? Don't say, so don't say, so don't say, don't, don't say that, 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 that we've died until now. Like, like we... We physically I, died until now. Every person has physically died until now. Every single human being has fizzed besides Eliyahu and Avi, which maybe he was, again, sla- I don't know about the humanity of Eliyahu and Avi. Every human being has died until now. What's wrong about that statement? And every neshama? I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about bodies. Every person that's been alive in this world has died. Correct? Correct. But we're talking about souls. We go to the next world. So, so like, where's my soul going to go to? And we're saying, don't you want to bask in Gan Eden? 
and, and I respect, this is the Itahara side maybe, the hack of, hey, you know what, bring that Ghanaian end into here. But once you said, hey, you know, until now, the ball kind of died, I'm like, wait a second, until now, I've all been in previous worlds, and it just got me. Yeah, Yossi, let's say you were here just to pass like an Avero one time, Yeah. and you've passed it up hundreds of times, maybe not thousands, yeah. But hundreds. Yeah. So like you're like on the you may be in the highest yeah. level right. of Ghanaian. Well, that, that well that gives. And you me, don't have to be here doing mitzvahs nonstop every second. I just got every. Quote. That's your teaching. Every, yeah. Yeah. Well, that 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 aspect is what gives me the feel of uh, okay, let's close the deal. I mean, that's what we all want to do. We How all do you want close to close of course. The deal. How do you close so it? that I'm not coming back. So that I could really benefit completely uh, in the next world, but really here, I guess. Or like the, like the kid in your class who like you know aced his SATs, always a perfect grade. Is he like is he better like is he like did you work less hard than him like that was just what he was born with. He was born with that so like so like so that got like that person had to be like if you're going now on a spiritual level like that person would have been like the the tzaddik of all times, but like. Yay, like that's what he was supposed to be. So it's, not, so it's no big deal. He was here to do exactly right. what he was supposed to do, just like the person who was supposed to. Do you know that it says the Baal Shem Tov begged? Oh, no, I'm sorry. Hold on a second. I, mean, I may get the story completely wrong. Either the Baal Shem Tov begged to come down here, or he begged not to come down here. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go find the sources again. But the whole point is that the bigger, you know, the, to come down, the Gemara already tells us that it's much easier for any, for Noach Adam Shalom Ivra. It's more comfortable that we don't go through here, play this game of what is that mitzvah that I have to do to do my tikkun? Why is it so concealed? Wouldn't it be much easier if I knew that one thing and then it would all be solved? But if that, then, then, the, game, it wouldn't, then the game would be so boring. It would be, it would be horrible. And you'd pass off like like extra credit points, bonuses. <laughs> <laughs> you see, Gan Eden, honestly, isn't about, it seems to me that Gan Eden is not about the Tikkun of a Gilgul. That's, I think it's like a different department, the Tikkun of your own Gilgul. Gan Eden is like how hard you tried in this world to attach yourself to what really matters in life and what's really meaningful in life isn't and constantly seeking it. It probably is, but I'm saying for us to figure out what our tikkun is and make sure we don't come back in this world is a whole accumulation of a whole life of living Kedusha. It's not saying, how much can I ace this mitzvah because I feel like this mitzvah is the the one that I came to this world to fix. And anyone that says that, I don't know, it it rubs me the wrong way. If I've ever heard anyone say, I know why I'm back here. I just add one thing about the Gilgulim is you're thinking of it in a linear sense, but that's not necessarily right. how it works. Nahon. Only in this world, there's time. So. Nahon. Nah- also true. Come back. What do you mean, come back? Come back? In Olam Haimed, there is no come back or come forth. It's completely a different terminology. It's a different world that we're working with. And that's why we can't get too busy with that, because that takes us away from experiencing moments of oneg in this world. Like, even this talk removes us a little bit from, like, yalla, what's my, is my day going to be, going to have any added extra oomph to it today? Just today, what I have today. How many moments of Gan Eden am I going to have today? You know? I don't know. 
but I know that I want it. And I know that the Rebbe is saying over here, you can get, you can allow yourself, again, you want, you're not, not going to have a day full of fire. But just know, there'll be moments of Gan Eden in your day. Olam That exists. That could be. But you have to rephrase this whole concept of Gan Eden being something that has nothing to do with this world. The Shaila is, can you make this world a little bit of the next world? Like, I remember, I once saw this video of Reb Shlomo giving a concert in St. Petersburg. Not exactly the most uh, simchadik right, energy in the world, right? In oh, St. No. Petersburg. Probably not, right? The crowd looked horrible. And he said, friends, I want you to know something. According to the Baal Shem Tov, every person has the right every day to ask God, can I get out of hell just for five minutes? So friends, can we, get out of, can we just decide to get out of hell for five minutes? They looked at him. Oh my God, I have to send you the footage. They, they looked at him. Like, no, first of all, like, you know, first of all, who gave you the right to smile? That's, that was like Aleph, the face was. And then they were like, the beginning of a revelation that this life of, of you know, I'm only saying this because you bring it up much more than anyone else, uh, that their life is hell. And it doesn't have to be. It's like when I went to Montreal for that Shabbos that I met you, Avi, and it was, it was like minus 45, and it was Montreal, February or late January, and I was just busy trying to reveal or discover with the Chevron on Shabbos the whole concept of Bechira Chovshis, that no one has to live in these conditions of such cold. There's no Chiyuv, right? It's a revelation. It doesn't have to be like this, Lahavdil, right? But in our lives also, we're so accustomed to Ganeta, we're so accustomed to Gehenim, we're so accustomed to things being dark, that we say, well, this, is, this must be just the way that life is. He's, and he's calling it out. He's saying, who told you that? <coughs> and remember, he's trying to reinstitute the Chiddush of the Baal Shem Tov. He is under the assumption, and who are we to say he was right? It's clear that he was right. That people forgot what the Chiddush of the Baal Shem Tov is. The Baal Shem Tov's Chiddush is, you don't have to be in hell. <laughs> At least for five minutes. Y- yeah, Brennan. Um, actually, we had this, I get a little confused about this, and I had this conversation with you. This, this like, we keep on talking about I, and I, and, and then somebody said, the soul left Ghanedin, or... I'm not, I guess I'm wondering if the soul really ever left Gan Eden. The neshama is just sitting in Gan Eden, and the I, whatever they're talking about, what I was talking about, is like down here. Mm-hmm. And I'm wondering if, I'm just wondering if maybe this is just simply, if you want to tap in to your soul, and those moments when you really do, you're like tasting Gan Eden. That's your Gan soul Eden. is still sitting there. Your soul never left, it's, it's there. You're just trying to tap into it. And whatever the eye is, I don't know. Like, I, I don't know what Hashem created for us, but there's something different between the eye and the neshama because Chazal brought it down. And then there's the Yetzer and all these other things. And I... I, I, I remember I this conversation. It, out I, 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 it seems like to go along with what he's saying. Is we have these moments where we want to connect. We're trying to connect to our neshama, which is sitting in Ghana. And if we really have a strong connection, then we're getting that taste. Those times when we really get the taste of what it's going to be. And when it's done... Maybe this eye, whatever it is, goes away. And then we're just the neshama that's sitting there waiting for us. I remember having this conversation with you on the steps. Uh, yeah, I was to, trying to figure it out. Now I got a little, maybe a little more clarity on, you know, a couple of years later now, that maybe I'm a little more clear 
as to what Chazal was. was I, have a, I, have a, I have a, I have a, I have a, I have a tough question on that. Does it matter? Um. Well. What's Maybe, the, I, I let's, or, the, let's on the yeshivish yeah. right? Well, just that. Um, what is it? What is it really? Well, the idea, because somebody I don't know who it was threw out. Oh, the soul is left uneaten. I, I, so it matters to me maybe that when I'm what I'm searching for is just to connect to that place of me that's still there, that that part of me or that part of that I can touch it. It's so it's inside of me. Gan Eden is inside of me somewhere because Hashem put it in me. What was banished from Gan Eden in Parshas Bereishis? The body or the soul? The body was. Isn't that interesting? Sure know the, body. the body for sure. What do we know about the soul's presence based on the Pshat of Pasha Bereshit? Gurnish mit Gurnish. So that's wrong. So I want to give him Chizuk. It could very well be that what you. It could be that that whole concept of a soul is also sent out. Um, I don't know. That's yeah, really good. It's really good stuff. There. One, one afkamina is if you were saying that you go back to the neshama. I don't know if you meant your neshama, but it's just an illusion that neshamas are separate. So, if that is the case, if you go back to the neshama. The nafkamina is when your friend's down. What do you say to him if you see he's falling into a nevera? You have to think, wow, I'm falling into a nevera. Where one neshama is only one. Wait, so you're saying that can only happen if you say the soul was sent out? No, no, no. Um, the soul sent out part is... Um, is Collective uh, soul, I'm saying. If it's, one, if it's one neshama, if it's one neshama, it doesn't matter whether it was sent out or not, but it matters if someone's doing something, you think, oh, that's not me. Really, it is you. That's what we learned, Sod Guf Echad, we learned that one, one summer in Nachon, according to the Arizal. The whole tikkun in this world is Sod Guf Echad, the secret of one body. One, not just Guf Echad, Sod Neshama Echad. Wow, okay, okay. Let's, let's do one more paragraph. Od Bazar Chadash Parshas Behar Itamizeh. The Zohar speaks about this in Parshas Behar. V'zeh l'shona ha-kadosh. Amar Reb Shimon, Demezona de'olam haba, lav ihu be'ay halma, ela tzimtzumta ze'ira, dechei ladile ishtekach b'mesiku de'oraisa. What does this mean? Not kan l'shona ha-kadosh. Mazon shel olam haba, the sustenance of the next world is barely found here. Just a little tiny bit is found in this world. So where is it found, even if it's a little bit? It's found in the sweetness of the Torah. Like if your neshama is act, the activation of feeling connected to it, is on and it needs to be nourished because now you have all these high moments and you're like, but now I'm so hungry, right? I experienced something so divine in davening or in engaging in a mitzvah or even in helping a friend get out of the gutter. I, I feel alive, but I'm hungry. I need to nourish that soul. He says the only thing that can nourish that soul, and even that's a little bit, is the sweetness of, of being engaged in Talmud Torah. In learning Torah. That is the only thing. I think that's why the Kviat Itim is so, so, so important. Because once your game is on, you get hungry. You get very hungry. And, and many people, they get spiritually elated and they have moments of Hitrakshut Amitit. They do. But where do they go to from there? They think it's just about finding another high moment. 
they don't understand that the mamash lo kacha is that the way that the design was set up is that what satiates those hungry moments that have now tasted a little bit of their own neshama, gilu and nefesh, the only thing that can satiate it is not where could I get the next moment of feeling high. It's the sweetness of learning. It's the joy of learning. It's being engaged, that your mind is engaged in the thought of God, which is Talmud Torah. Sometimes people meet and they don't know what to say to each other. You see it all the time. It happens to all of us sometimes when we're not in the moment. But if you have a pocket Torah, always on you, then you just always. have that thing, you say it, there or say it, you like it's just... Cash Torah. That's it, yeah, cash Torah. Epstein wants to call it cash Torah because you always have to have a little bit of cash in your pocket because you never know. So you have to have some cash Torah because you never know when you're going to need to pull it out. Aaron You know the Aaron Karlin. Right? That's the base Aaron. It says there, in Parashat Shlach, Ki hagam shehaolam hazeh veolam haba hem shnei afachim amash meha katsa it's true, the next world and this world are complete and total opposites. Im kol zeh, hem kshurim zeh bezeh. Even though they're total opposites, they meet at a certain point. There, there's a connection, there's some kind of hook that connects these total, uh, total opposite worlds. Like people say, whoever has this world, they have the next world. He's saying, whoever, what does it mean whoever has this world has the next world? It doesn't mean whoever has this world, whoever is connected to food and drink, has olam haba. It means whoever has figured out the cracking of the code of grabbing this world by its horns and calling out the sheker has olam. That person has olam haba. It's the kavana whoever has olam haba in this world. That when you do a mitzvah, you're tasting olam haba. I want you just to throw out a random mitzvah that maybe some of us will be engaged with during the day today. Throw out something, fast. Give tzedakah. Giving tzedakah. Give, throw out something else. Limut Torah. Ha, limut Torah. The Rebbe said a few, a few uh, we learned last week how painful it is that, no, Rebbe Shlomo said this two weeks ago on Shabbos, how painful it is that I can do these mitzvahs that have potential of tasting olam haba, but I do it like an olam hazayid. <sighs> so sad. So sad. So sad. So, so what a missed opportunity. But is, it there, is there a chance that maybe we do it in a, a Lama Zayid and that's the best we can possibly do and it's somehow generating some sort of <laughs> kinetic <laughs> potential? Yeah, there, there's something we're getting more amplified in the future. It's, it's part of the Emunah journey to be able to... I have to believe, said, I have to believe that that works on a certain process. It's true, but... If you're being, re- it's being revealed to you, bless you, that it could be so much deeper, why bank on the Shalolishma Balishma? Why not try to go for the Lishma? Of course it's true. Of course it's generating something. That's the power of the potency of these out-of-this-world magnet, ma- you know, magnetism. But the Rebbe is saying, but why compromise? Why not go for the Lishma? Why not go for it? 
Because sometimes you need to write a speech for sure, you know? <laughs> sometimes you need to get some Torahs and you're just not in the play. You're actually learning in order to give it over. It's not just Lishma. And so you're in a, a learning Torah in an Olam Hazes sort of way. So... Nahon, but, but don't limit yourself that, it ha- that that's the whole thing. He's saying over here, you, why, there has to be moments at least that you entertain the idea that it's not just to write speeches for, for communities. It's got to be more than that. Well, it plus, can be more than plus that. Plus you made that commitment to do that like for, you know, for, in an Olam Haba type of way. <laughs> Well, no, right. I'm it's, it's, we made it. It's you're, true. You're, you're deciding now. Like you're, you're picking. Like what you know. What what does it for you? You know what's what's going to bring you to that level? Right. You're committing to it. I mean, that's one of the nice parts about being like a rabbi or a or a rub. It's like you know, if you're not feeling it that day, like too too bad. Like, you signed up for this. <laughs> yeah, but you did too, just not as a rabbi. Right, but I didn't sign like. I didn't sign no, like, I mean, you did like. It's <laughs> like exempt. Like you exempted everyone. You know what the first? You know what the first line of the Tanya is. The first line of the Tanya. Here she? No? Mashbin oto. Mashbin oto. Tihit tzadik ve'al tihit rasha. The Gemara says, it's a Tanya, it's a Brisa. It says that before each of our Nishamas came down to the world, we also signed. We were sworn. They mashbin oto. Tihit tzadik ve'al tihit rasha. We all signed to a certain extent. And the more you connect to your neshama, you realize it's not just the Rav that's writing, you know, Zenachon, I hear what you're saying. Inside, we all accepted it upon ourselves. We just have to remember that we did that. And then it becomes much more, it does, it becomes beautiful, like you're describing it. What Ferrari is saying, if you're going to say that the schar is something different than the mitzvah, some external pleasure, then I hear what you're saying. But if the schar is the mitzvah, the oneg of the mitzvah is the itself. mitzvah itself, so then you might as well be in it right now. Exactly. And even if you're writing this speech for something else, you might think, oh, I'm not writing it for now, but no. Like, what about all those times you're thinking, well, I, can't, I wish I had a speech to write. That's the and thing. It's good what you're saying. The pleasure of the mitzvah itself is not something futuristic or external. It, it doesn't have to be. We're raised thinking that it's something futuristic. One day, there, there, shama, shama. And that's also... A gullus mentality. One day when Mashiach comes, I'll have the pleasure of living in Eretz Yisrael. I know that's not what you believe. <laughs> if anybody in the world doesn't believe that, it's you. <coughs> it's in your hands. No, if you come the Shema, then right. it's going to come out anyways. The speech for... for the, It'll come out. It'll, come out yeah. It'll shock you. Like many concerts begin totally lishma balishma, and then when you get out of your own, you know, you're, when you get out of your own self, eventually, during for any musicians here, you're privileged for those moments of the the, the lishma didn't happen twenty years later; it happened two songs later. But from the outside, it's like no, it's going to be twenty years later. Right? Two more lines, we're finished. Vehainu al bechinas or haganuz. Through the aspect of the concealed light, yesh lo gam ken ba'olam haba. Aval mi she'enot to'em zot ba'olam hazeh. But whoever doesn't taste this while they're here in this world, you ready for this, boys? This is a scary, scary few words. Bishul Yossi. Yossi, mamish, this is like... You read it. Ha, yefshar lo she'yit'am ba'olam haba. Ha, ha, ha. 
Adkan Lashona HaKadosh, the Beis Aaron Rabban Karlina, he's saying, whoever doesn't taste this in this world, Exactly. You gotta come back. <laughs> this is amazing. It's really, really he's saying or he it. gets to come back. <laughs> hopefully hopefully he gets to come back for the tikkun of his own Vishama and do other good things, but Yossi doesn't want to come back. Most of it, none of us want to, you know, want to come back because we don't But we don't tell me to enjoy my Olam Haba now. <laughs> So that no, not about enjoy, what do you mean enjoying Olam Abba? That's not enjoy, the way that you're Olam describing Abba. it is that enjoying Olam Abba is like is like seventy two. You got there's nothing that, yeah. that's not it at all. Enjoying Olam Abba, the, the the taste of that is allowing yourself to be on fire in this world with Dvekas with Hashem. But he's saying if that wasn't part of your Olam Achshava at all, meaning. If your whole mahalach of Yiddishkeit was shalolishma, balishma, and that balishma may happen once I'm six feet under physically, and whether I'm restored again, like Brenner said, or I just never left, then you're going to get to Lanaban, like the, like the, like the Slonimer writes before somewhere, I forgot where he wrote this, you're going to be sitting on a bench in a place called Olamaba, and you're going to wonder, what in the heck is going on here? And you're going to ask someone, where am I? And they say, oh, you're in Olamaba. And they're going to be like, but it doesn't, this doesn't feel like Olam Abba. They said, what do you mean? It's a place called Olam Abba. This is where you wanted to get to. He's like, but why are you so happy? He's like, oh, because I, I already was there when I was still in this world. It's like you're colorblind when you get there. If you don't if you yeah. see the colors here, you're not going to be able to This is the world of the Pia Setzner Rebbe. This is the magical world of the Pia Setzner Rebbe. It's just... It's, it's, I remember when I was, when I was a kid, a Rebbe used to say all the time, Olam Abba is a base marriage. <laughs> if you're Russian in this world, you can suffer in Olam Abba. Oh, you face me. <laughs> <laughs> if, you, if you enjoy the base marriage in this world, right. you're going to be in it. <laughs> 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 what is it about Russians? What is it about Russians? No, Russia. 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 No, no, no. Oh, Russia. All right. All right. <la